up, kid. All I gotta say is fucking can't say it's cheating. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Sounders Scuttlebutt, presented by me, Aaron Lingley, and your Alliance Council president, Cameron Collins. How you doing, Cameron? What is up, everybody? I'm so excited to talk to you uh, about everything going on here on the very first episode of F1 Scuttlebutt. We're talking Ferrari, baby! They're back! <laughs> oh, wait. This is Sounders. Okay. Let's talk some Sounders. We on the side are big F one fans, so we might we might throw that in every once in a while when there's something crazy that happened, but probably a lot of you don't give a crap. So <laughs> yeah. But something they might give a crap about before we get into anything, I, I think I'd be remiss if we didn't mention the passing of John Clayton, who Yeah, man uh, local not just local legend, Hall of Famer, you know, uh, started at the Tacoma News Tribune and then after many, many years out and about uh, came back and really invented the whole notion of the insider, uh, which is now used in all sports, but started in football. And, you know, just such a, a sad thing to have him pass after he'd been on Seattle radio for the last 25 years. So really yeah. kind of part of a part of the family feels like because you're used to listening to him every week. And and it was quick, right? He he wasn't sick a couple of weeks ago and, and now he's passed and um you know, I, I knew a lot about his wife. I didn't realize that she had MS, so yeah, um, that's why she was that's, always around. That's kind of why I was gutted, um, because I listened to 710 a lot. Yeah. And, of course, he had a Saturday show forever and would be pretty much on everyone's show daily yeah. for five minutes, whatever. And he'd always talk about her and going to get meals for her and just how much he loved her. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm gutted just as a person but i can't imagine like just what's going on in that household i feel terrible for them and yeah he's he was the he's the goat man yeah true legend he is and there's not going to be anyone like him because i think i was listening to kgr a little bit yesterday uh jackson's uh show that he produced softy softy and dick and softy said you know this dude was the internet before there was the internet he was the guy who uh had all the information and he had it all in his own database. You couldn't look it up. So, um, and I, and, you know, heard some really, even on KJR, which is, you know, in the end was the, the uh, competitor station. He started, he was, he was on KJR for what, 25 years or something like, you know, 20 years, I think. And then, and then more on uh 710, I mean, moved over to 710, but yeah, I mean, they even were just devastated by the loss too. So he shows that it's bigger than just one station or, uh, one sport that this guy was truly a legend of Seattle sports. I haven't really dug into it because we didn't know what happened, obviously, because it's so out of the blue. Do you know what? I haven't heard anything else. Uh, I'm assuming that it's cancer or something like that, just based on how quickly it happened and or a stroke or something like that. Uh, you know, during these times, we always ask if it's COVID, but I would assume that he was 
vaccinated because his wife having MS, you kind of have to, yeah, to be very careful. So uh, I don't know, but you know, it's, it's a sad loss. And um, even though it's not soccer related, there's definitely a lot of people in the soccer community that have been affected by him one way or another. Yep, absolutely. Rest in power, professor. That's right. Later, professor. See you on the other side. It's hard to segue from that, but had to be said. Had to be said. Yep. Let's talk some Sounders. Uh, well, let's let's scuttlebutt oh, around let's scuttlebutt first. MLS a little bit, and then okay. we'll really hug the Sounders, right? So we'll get okay. into Sounders, who just played Austin. Obviously, you got that from my fantastic McConaughey impression. Days and confused. Right? It's days and confused. Am I having a brain fart moment? Yeah, uh, yeah that seems right. Yeah. Yeah, that seems right. Better that one than the other the other quotes from that movie you could come out with. That's true. Uh, so one one against Austin just happened. We're recording on Tuesday, the twenty second March. So that was uh, on Sunday afternoon, and then we played Lyon a few days before that. So we'll get into both those matches uh, a little bit later. But um, we do have NYFC coming up here in a couple weeks, and I did notice they had a little uh, shoving match with their quote unquote rival uh, Philly. And it made me want to, like, actually see hockey fights in MLS. <laughs> you know? That's, that's not going to happen, but that's pretty funny. I mean, here's the thing is, uh, you know, if if two players are down to do it, they're just going to get red cards. You know what I mean? It's not going to be five for fighting. So, I mean, I, I don't mean just the players come up with it. I mean, like, make it a f***ing rule. Uh, all right. Make it a rule. And then. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. One hand holds on. One, st- you have to stay on and your just feet. Overcut people. It just and just go at it. Every, only one, two players go at it. The size and then everything settled themselves. The size difference is so much in soccer compared to hockey, though. Imagine a giant defender against like a tiny little attacking mid or or forward, like Nico oh, versus. <laughs> I'm not in Neymar it. Gomez, <laughs> like boom. <laughs> There's there's small hockey players, man, that get in it, man. True. And it, 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 back up, put your hands up, and back away. I just, I, I don't know. It's just we all hate the little like. It, it was a shoving match, and it was and it was annoying, and it wasted time. And nope, I don't know if even cards were thrown about. It's just that's that's the annoying part about about soccer for me. Sometimes is just the bitching, the bitching. Just just play. But anyway, I know it's completely never going to happen. It's kind of more of a. Uh, blitz the league. <laughs> God, you remember Blitz the arcade oh, game? Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, oh, yeah. so it's, it's a fantasy of mine. What was the one but anyway. after that that was like based off of Blitz? And it might have even been Blitz 2 where like you took drugs and stuff like that with Lawrence. I think that was Blitz the league oh, that, uh, that came out. Yeah, because yeah. that was one where they like you break your leg and there'd be a little cut scene yeah. of like an x-ray of a femur go- broken in half. So that, that, that came after <laughs> like Blitz, right? There was the original. Yeah, Blitz was the arcade game. Yeah. Uh, I, love, you know, I used to play I on the ferry all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So um, we got to mention a real soccer match happening in just a couple days mm. that we have a couple Sounders on. Yeah. It's the USA versus Mexico on Thursday at 7 p.m. in Azteca. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big match, and it has it'll have major ramifications for uh, particularly the USA. Uh, I was on uh, USA Podligans podcast this week, which you can find by searching for that uh, with Nate Zell as a fill-in co-host, and we talked all about the upcoming window. So I'm thanks for the invite there, ready to go and the stuff. Hey, hey, you know, he invited, <laughs> he invited me to go out and represent us, represent us, and uh, talk some USA soccer and. Fair and 
Mexico's schedule moving forward is real easy. Ours is not. So it's not a must-win game, but if we can get a point out of it, it would be huge. It would be really, what, really what's the um What's the current like table? Uh, we are the, tied the with Mexico at 21 points, and we are ahead of them on goal differential. And uh, first place is Canada. And then following that is uh, Panama and um, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. So, and El Salvador is technically still alive, but they would need uh, Panama to score uh, zero points and uh, Costa Rica to score only one for them to have a chance to go through. Okay, so is there a chance we don't make it through? Oh, yeah. There, there is definitely a chance that we don't make it through. You know, if, uh, we're, we're playing at... Azteca, then we're coming home for Panama, and then we play at Costa Rica. So it could come down to that match at Costa Rica to determine whether or not we're going through. And granted, they are really old now. You look at their roster, they have seven or eight players that are over 30, a couple that are 33, and, and Rui is coming off the bench at 36. And uh, so it shouldn't be the horror show that's been down there in the past, but I, you don't want to leave it up to that. So uh, it's this, I mean, you win with, against Panama, and then. Uh, you you probably can get through regardless, but I, I'm not, I mean, Panama's beat us before. And also, even though it wasn't against us, their goal, we should say Roman Torres's goal, knocked us mm-hmm. out of the last World Cup. That's true. So this, this uh, you know, if we lose, is it over? No, by no means. This This match against Mexico is not a must-win match, but if we were to win or tie, it does a whole lot for getting us through. We played them three times in the last year, yeah. um, and we've won three three in a row. Has that I mean, ever happened before? I don't think so. But all, if I'm correct, and I know at least the last two were in the United States. Yeah. So this is this is something Completely different. Completely different. Story. This is something that these players have never experienced before. It's going to be the loudest stadium some of them have ever been in. And so when was the last time we were in Azteca? Then uh, a couple years pre COVID. Yeah, pre COVID, maybe three years ago. Yeah, so Jordan, I mean, Jordan Moore, Jordan Morse, was that, no, I think that was in Arizona when he scored against Mexico. Yeah, that sounds right. But uh, I don't know. I My brain doesn't remember a time. Yeah. It's BC now means before COVID. It no longer means yeah. uh, BCE or whatever we've been before common era. So yeah. BC is, <laughs> we're started. we're in year two right now or something. AC. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, so Jordan's going to be, uh, well, he called up and with rolled on his his little. Yeah, I think they'll bro. both they'll both be on the bench coming off. I mean, you do, there's not really a position for rolled on to play with, depending on what uh, Burrowhalter does. You know, they they're going to have at least you know it depends on if they start a Costa or not. But still, they're playing with a forward and two wingers. Uh, those wingers are going to be uh, Pulisic and Wea. So Jordan would be off the bench late. But imagine a super sub of Jordan Morris, like. For when, sure. When the other team's tired and he can run at people with his speed. Who's playing better in the last eight matches than Christian Roldan with six assists right now, though? And the MLS, I mean, that's probably true. I just That's MLS and CONCACAF. Yeah, but he also, the, the, we don't, they don't have a position for him is the problem because they play with... Make wing, one. They play with wingers, and then it's center mid, and then sometimes center attacking mid or two center defensive mids. So it'll be 10 and what he's doing, but I'm guessing he's been starting Acosta over Roldan. Roldan's barely seen any minutes. And the only reason why I can think that he's on the roster is he must be absolutely amazing in the locker room. 
because if you're not going to give him minutes, then why have him there? But it's he must be you know one of the leaders out there. So and plus, so you can bring him on late, and he can do amazing things. Yeah, I just but I'm just, I mean I'm biased. He he's our boy. Um, right. I think I want to see a rolled on Jordan Morris right. <laughs> goal combination. The, it really is the formation that is the problem. You know, you need them at right mid and left mid, and and they're not playing those positions in the USA right now. Shove the circle through the square hole, make him fit. Right. He should be starting over Kellen Acosta, in my opinion, but Acosta has played every match, I think, for like over a year now for the USA. So they're not, I imagine he's going to be in that game regardless. Okay. Well, again, so that's at seven o'clock on Thursday. I'm going, I'm going to be in Portland, ugh, visiting a friend down there, and I'm, I have to work on Thursday and then drive down, which is the absolute worst. And if, if I want to get there by seven, that is. So I'm probably going to have to leave it like noon just to avoid the Fife mess. But I definitely want to get down there and. Oh, if you leave later the, than noon, you're, you're going to be on the road for a long time. I would get out before yeah. noon if you can. You think it'll take six hours if I leave at noon? Uh, it, probably not so bad because it's a Thursday. If it were a Friday, yes. I mean, you got to remember, yeah. I did long distance three years down there. So I was driving down there every weekend on a Thursday or a Friday, every other weekend for three years. And Thursdays aren't as bad. But yeah, if you go too long afternoon, you're going to hit that uh, JBLM traffic. I hate it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't really being serious about noon, but now I guess I am. Yeah. Uh, I want to get down there. I want to get into a, a bar with my, my buddy and watch a soccer match. It's been so long. I've really only been to the matches, both, you know, the last couple ones and then one. No, I went to two last year, but I wasn't able to go to bars. Like I was just time wise. So I, I, I just love sitting at a bar and watching sports and the banter and the shots and the beer and the freedom. Yeah, there'll, be, but uh, there'll be bars down I'll there be in Portland. showing it. Yeah, there'll be bars down there showing it. They they are part of the well, United States. Of course States there are. As well. No, I'm not though. worried about that happening. I just don't want to be in most bars, if you know what I mean, because I will be loud and proud about where I'm from up here in the north. So I do know Anchor and Rose 48s. They, they got their spots. So I sent them a little DM to see if they're doing any gatherings down in PDX. But I digress. No one needs to know about my life. USA, Mexico, Thursday, 7 o'clock. That's soccer that's happening soon that has some sounders on. What's your prediction? Uh, I, funny you actually say that because I was going to, when we get to the pick'em, say that might be maybe a bonus question since Ooh. we have such a small pick'em this week. There's Ooh. only three MLS matches. Well, then don't tell so me. Th- don't tell me because we got to keep yeah, gonna, that. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it in my uh, breast pocket here. But we'll get to the our pick'em league Um because there's really there's only three MLS matches this weekend, so there's not much to watch than uh, USA Mexico. I think was it Charlotte and Cincy? That's a real winner of a game. Yeah, what are the other ones? KC and Salt Lake and Portland, okay. and Orlando. <laughs> so yeah, it's, okay, and it'll be interesting. Orlando is as uh, two wins, uh, a draw, and a loss this season so far. Portland is down in ninth place with one win, two draws, and a loss. Um, and they just got whooped by Dallas. Yeah, they are uh, ahead of us, sadly, though. Uh, yeah, Dallas surprisingly kicked their butt. And then uh, Charlotte. Uh, they just got their first win. Yeah, one win, three losses. So I might tune in the KC RSL one because RSL has been playing damn well. Yeah, I, although I will say Charlotte, since that, sometimes when you get those matches that are like, really bad teams playing one another, they can be really fun. Yeah, it can be pretty open, messy a little bit. 
yeah. crazy things can happen. It's yeah. fair enough. But, you know, Salt Lake, three wins, one draw. Uh, not scoring a lot of goals as usual, but they only have a three-goal differential. But they're tied for first place with LAFC, so uh, they must be behind on goals four because they're tied in points. And uh, Oh, and they're behind on goal differential. I don't even know what is the differential. Like, what is it goal <laughs> differential or is it goals four? I think it's back to goal differential. But they kept changing the rule. Mm-hmm. LA Galaxy would be the higher seed each time. So when it was goal, wasn't it? They changed wins the for a period of time. Oh, it is wins is is the first first one. Yeah, but if it's if everyone's tied, then it goes to goal differential. But it used to always be that, and then it switched to uh, goals four because they wanted LA Galaxy to do better. So because <laughs> their goal differential wasn't Whatever. high, but they were scoring a ton of goals. So it's a typical league supporting LA Galaxy. Is that true, or are you just saying that? No, it happened, yeah. Who said that? You can't do that. Oh, I said that they were supporting LA Galaxy, but it was obvious. They changed the rules, like, oh, okay. mid-season. Oh, I had no idea. I just, I mean, that's just, that's the that's the layer of MLS I just don't give a shit about. Is the rules, not obviously soccer rules, right? But, like, the MLS-specific weird rules they change every couple of years it's really for the playoff formats different every two years there's now 30 teams i think we were weren't we like the 14th team or 16th team or something like that i don't think we were there that were... that low really yeah we were we were uh we were early on we were we were the first of this expansion era toronto was just before us yep yep but i mean like toronto seattle portland vancouver was the beginning of the expansion oh. The season began on March 19th and ended on November 22nd with MLS Cup 2009. The 15 teams were split into two conferences. What? So we have twice as many teams now? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Close to it. Also, yeah. uh, Third Eye Blind performed outside that MLS Cup. Third Eye Blind? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It, was, it was Third Eye Blind outside and then inside. I got my whole section to chant beat LA because uh, I was obviously rooting for RSL over LA. Can't be an LA fan in Seattle. Sounder scuttlebutt where you get your third eye blind references. Yep. How's it gonna be when you don't know me anymore? Because you're a I'm more of a because you're a three doors fan. down kind of guy. <laughs> uh anyway, so you know what? Where we are ranking pretty well though. Mm. So not so much in the standings, which really doesn't matter right now. MLS power rankings, if that means anything oh, to anybody, that is, we're number two. That is pretty interesting, considering we're not getting results. What? What Do they give any reasoning behind that? Yeah, basically, it's because of everything being successful in CCL. So they're basically just saying the strength of the team as a team, not so much performance in MLS, which right. I think is fair. Yeah, because we're, we're sitting, I mean, we had four people, four players change out from the squad that played at Leon, so... So I guess maybe a good way to say the MLS power rankings are more of a uh, the number one team is the last the last team you want to play against in mm. our opinion, mm. right? So they're I think they're saying uh, who was it? Power rankings. Here we go. Yeah, Obed. They give a shout out to Obed and uh, yeah, most consistently excellent team in MLS is consistently excellent. <laughs> that's, that's a great <laughs> quote. Um, and Obed, I only pay attention to these when we're at the top anyway. Yeah, Obed's been called up to the U20 national team, which hopefully they do some work because during uh, that last match, they talked about how he hasn't decided yet if he wants to play for the USA or Mexico. So we, mm-hmm. uh, we need the USA to treat him special so that we can keep him in our camp. 
For sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because he's he is Me- he's his family is from Mexico. He's just born in, and raised in Anchorage, Alaska. So he's he said he's grown up watching them, and it's just we're paying attention to him right now. So that's I could see why he'd be caught between two worlds. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Hopefully so, he does stay. I mean, you know, he's third on this rankings, by the way. Yes. Our, our upcoming opponents. Yeah. Yeah. New York. New York City FC. So that's kind of interesting. At least Portland lost this week. We can all we can all applaud that. Yeah, I was thinking, should we have like a weekly did Portland lose <laughs> segment? <laughs> Let's do it. And if and if it's no, and we'll move on. And if it's yes, we'll just celebrate and you know, Woo! audible confetti. Cele- yeah. Oh wait, we don't want we don't want to <laughs> we can't afford that. The Clarence rights for that song. <laughs> I don't I don't think any algorithm's gonna catch you singing it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about my voice? Um, you know exactly what, what everyone else is saying about your voice right now, and mine. I'm not. I'm. Not, hey, I suck too. Let's, let's go. Let's have a karaoke party, and we'll yeah. get everyone to vote. I can do my very famous song that I do, which is of course Black Sabbath's "War Pigs." You want to hit us with it? Uh, I, I have to be ready. I'm not. I'm not in the mood. I have to be uh-huh. on the stage. Last time uh-huh. I did it, uh, Rose McGowan jumped up on a table and was dancing. So it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Down at Bush Gardens, RIP. We miss you, Bush Gardens. Not, Seattle will never be the same without you. In my, do I know who Rose McGowan is? Because I think I do. Very famous actress? Yeah. How? How? What? How? Uh, how did this happen? Her <laughs> sister was getting married, and her sister lives in Seattle, and I actually had a friend in the wedding party, and they all went out to Bush Gardens, and we happened to be there too. So she was uh, rocking out to me singing Black Sabbath. When odd. Anecdote. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like that's okay. Sometime we'll talk about my Twitter beef with Roseanne. That's for story for another day. Man, you are just you're just like Mary Poppins bag, man. <laughs> it just keeps coming out. <laughs> oh man. All right, we're at 25, 20, no, we're about twenty minutes in. Let's let's get some sounders going here. Yeah, that sounds good. So, I don't think we should get into looms too much when we get into like a preview. So, I think we just talk about the last two matches that happened because we have some time before the Minnesota game, and you got some buddies who like to talk into microphones in uh, the land of ten thousand lakes. So we might actually just do a dedicated show either with us or maybe with them. Yeah, let's do it. The looms. So, so let's talk about. I guess we. You want to go Chrono? Yeah, might as well start with Leon. Okay, Leon, we we won one one. No, no, we t- we won, but we tied one one. Yeah. So we are through. We are through. We made Less confusing through. than New York's uh, advancement, where New York both lost one and tied on the same same day. <laughs> and that got them because we didn't win home field advantage. Yeah. For the second leg, That's exactly right. By by giving up that late goal in the ninety first minute, uh, the Sounders tied instead of one, and that dropped us from being first in home field advantage to third. And so New York being second, now we have to play the first match at home and then go to New York for the second match. Whatever. I don't really care. Sanders, we perform well anywhere we go when we're on our game. So I don't really care about the atmosphere that much, especially coming. I mean, we we've gone to South America or South America, uh, South North America. <laughs> twice. <Central> America. <laughs> Set, well, is Mexico central? Yeah. 
I mean, it's really, yeah, it's not, it's, not. it's, 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 it's part it's of North America. America, but then central for, um, the first team we played. That's true. That's true. God, it, we've been playing soccer for only what, five weeks now. And it feels like that was three months ago, but I think it's cause we had like three matches a week twice. <laughs> I know what what a what a season to start doing this podcast, man. We've been like trying to figure out which day of the week to try to fit in recording. So anyway, let's get back to Leon. Yeah, so we it was one one. Um, first goal, Freddie Montero penalty kick. Yeah, right. Great, great, uh, great job from uh, JP to draw that penalty, and mm-hmm. uh, Freddie stepped up and just hit it the same way he's hit every other penalty kick. I'm I'm almost at the point now where I think if if Freddie's on the field, I don't care who else is on the field. Freddie needs to be taking that kick. Yeah, he's so confident. And it's like it's going to go through the net each time. Yeah. Like, yeah. And always picking the right side. I know it can kind of be a crapshoot, but there is some strategy to that. Can you go to uh, the and left confidence you have there. At, at you, the match in Seattle? I, so we went right, left, right. I think that I think so, but I could be wrong because I never remember. I never rewatched that in person. I mean, I only saw it in person. I didn't watch it online, the the home match. But it seemed like he did uh, shoot one of them to the left. Well, the the correct answer is he, the goalkeeper went the other way. Yeah, absolutely. and and that's all and that's all that matters. And I don't think it would have mattered anyway. For no, I don't think I don't think the goalie saving any of those shots because they were hit hard in the far side of the net. It just the goalie basically would have had to guess correctly early, right? So how did you feel watching that whole match? I mean, that was kind of a, I mean, they had to, they had to press like it was the final minute. They being Leon, they had to press like it was the final minute, the entire match in yeah. order to really make anything happen, especially after we scored, uh, was it the 42nd minute when we got that? Something like that. It was near yeah. the end of the first half. Yeah, I was, I mean, the first half I was pretty frustrated. Uh, Leon was di- taking dives constantly, pretending like they were hurt and trying to draw fouls so that they would get good free kicks to allow them to score goals. And it just was, I just, I couldn't watch. I mean, I was watching it, but I just, if that's how they play, I'm hoping they were just playing that way because it was a, a must win because I would not want to watch them week in and week out. If that's the case, you know, what solves that winning hockey fights. Oh, hockey, fight. hockey fights. Yeah, I guess you're hockey right. fights and soccer. That's that would true. solve that. That is very true. Then, then, I don't think anyone's getting up if Roldan steps up and decides to fight them. Or Jackson Reagan. Hello, buddy. <sighs> that dude. Big dude and doing a great job. Yeah. was So I'd love to talk about him, but I don't want to if he wasn't in the Lyon match. And now everything's getting jumbled up. Yeah. Was he? Because uh, he, Yamar didn't make make that, right? He was injured in the previous match. Right. So he did. He, he's been, he started. So he's been. He's played yeah. lots of games and has been pretty solid. Let's talk Reagan then, man. Um, I you know love him. Yeah, I, I wonder if Chicago's kicking themselves for giving him up now because he didn't, you know, we talked about it before, but he didn't make the roster two years ago. Uh, and so, or I guess last year. So they sent uh-huh. him to Tacoma Defiance to practice for the year and just be playing. And then he didn't make it again this year. He wasn't going to. So they traded him to us. And then suddenly. For a third round draft pick, which yeah. are there even three rounds in the super draft? <laughs> <laughs> like, so who cares? So suddenly he's starting for us and it's, it's, uh, you know, out of necessity. Uh, and that's the one thing that is moving forward worries me about New York City FC is we're missing a lot of players. But, but yeah, I mean, he's been, I wouldn't say a revelation because it, he has, it hasn't been the level of like, uh, I know he's up and down, but Ariaga in the LAFC uh, Western Conference final game where like he just 
beast it out. It, it hasn't been like yeah. that, but he's been consistently solid on the ball and doesn't look nervous at all. That's the most important part. I mean, he can grow from that and become dominant. Yeah. I mean, Ariaga, when he first came to us, he was a professional footballer. Yeah, that's man. true. That is true. And he was up and down. Yeah. In, in, in his first matches with us for that first what half season. I think he was a midseason acquisition, right? Yeah. Kim Keegan in his first in. match with us uh, tackled someone like he was a football linebacker. Yeah. I think so, it was in I mean, Mexico, too, if I recall correctly. Yeah. So you can be a professional on a new team and bed. So, uh, man, I'm going to have to make a lot of <laughs> edits <Yeah>. here. <laughs> You've been a lot today, bro. Eh, well, that's what happens when you drink tea. Hello. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, uh, he, he was impressive. I think the game was frustrating, uh, but it wasn't frustrating in the way the LAFC game or the Austin game that we're about to t- talk about were. LA- you mean the LA Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah, I, there should only be one LA team. They need to pick one and boot the other one out. Uh, I'm guessing that'd be LA Galaxy. So let's just get rid of them. They don't need two teams. They're not even, they're in Carson. They're not even in LA. LAFC fans agree with you. Yeah. But back to Reagan for a second. Um, I mean, yeah, he, that that was a hell of a match to be a part of, though. Yeah. To be constantly under barrage from a quality team in Mexico. Yeah. And these are your first minutes with this team. Yeah. I mean, totally. he and it's not just him. He's big. First start. He's, not, he play, he's played, but it was it was his first start for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess that's what I mean. I mean, he's got a handful of yeah. just total sounders. 30 minutes, minutes right? maybe. Before but that. it's not, he's not just a big body. He can move. Yeah. He can dribble. He can pass. Just, I'm really excited to have him on just after we're still actually not even after still gushing about Obed being yeah. another new face on the, on this first team. So the depth is deep. Yeah. I mean, we're missing an MVP candidate from last year and an MVP candidate from the year before, right? Wasn't Nico an MVP candidate the year before? Uh, or maybe I think you're right. Before that, at some point in the past, he's been. I mean, Nico has been an MVP candidate in every season that he was able to play a full season. I yeah. mean, last year was it was weird for him not to be able to play. He's played almost probably 95% of the available minutes for the Sounders yeah. up until last year. So missing so. him, missing him hurts. Missing Raul hurts, but we have stepped up so far and maybe haven't been as goal dangerous as I'd like to see. But uh, we we definitely are meaning scoring goals, I should say, because we are mm-hmm. getting crosses in and stuff. But uh, finishing, yeah, we we are definitely we look good in Champions League and we were able to overcome the pressure and still like I never felt like other than a couple maybe big saves in that Leon match. I never felt like they were going to score a goal until they finally did. And I didn't want to watch the second half like I was watching the first half, which was, you know, anxious. Right, right. When when you're watching, when your team's on the the butt end of barrages like that because of the situation, aggregate put that Leon team in. Like it's it's nervous, it's anxious, it's not really that exciting to watch. And so it was freaking fantastic to be able to go into halftime. They need five goals. <laughs> so and we were basically was- controlling the game from then on too. We were clearly less tired. Uh, you know, they they were pressing and making mistakes because of how much they were pressing. And it really was just that one thing at the end that they scored and was able, were able to get it. Otherwise I didn't think there was any time where they really were going to score. Yeah. And if I recall, we went 
we were using the four two three one. You know, that's the formation. I know it kind of changes and shifts a bit as the as the match goes on and based on activity. But um, that's been kind of our mo formation yeah. for this season. There's one match which was different than last five, year. Five at the back for for the very end of it. But yeah, probably yes, yeah, more of a bus type of yeah, tactic, exactly. right? Exactly. But yeah, no, it's uh, we we've been pretty consistent. Like that's that's Schmetzer's. Obviously, that is Schmetzer's preferred uh, formation. I don't get it. I think uh, the fact that we don't have two forwards is always costs us. But um, maybe uh, he's smarter than me because he's a professional soccer coach, and I'm just a dude on a podcast. You're the fan of the year last year. That's a good. You're the voice of season ticket holders. I I am the fan of the year. That is that is. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think is the bigger accomplishment that that I was 2021 Sounders fan of the year, or that I was 2001 best celebrity in Silicon Valley? I don't even know what that last one means. So they have their equivalent of like the Stranger, but it's a little more mainstream called the. Uh, um, Silicon Valley Metro. And because I was uh, a DJ on the radio, you know, on 103.3 FM, I campaigned and all the kids that listened to me went and voted for me and I won best local celebrity beating out Dustin Diamond. So <laughs> I beat- okay, that one's better. <laughs> that was better. I beat oh. <laughs> another RIP. Yep. Actually. Yep. Yeah. He went fast too. That was that was sad. But that, that actually I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one's cooler. I want I okay. want to see that that trophy. Sadly, I didn't get a trophy. I just have a, a little plaque thing, but um, I should make myself a trophy, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should make it. <laughs> Go make yourself your own little trophy. <laughs> look, invite people over just to come, come see the trophy that you made. For I'll yourself. make it look like the MLS Cup, but be like slightly different. Full no, you should make a. You should make. You should go to FedEx. And ask for the NYFC banner template for your. <laughs> that's what you should do. The one that is basically I could print out on my home printer. That's how small it is. Sure, man. Just give me the printout. I'll bring. I'll bring it to my work. I'll laminate it for you. I mean, it's literally it's literally like two seats long, and and just goes down a couple of feet. I think I think it's like three feet by two feet. <laughs> and what makes it worse, it's in a baseball stadium, which are notorious for expanse, right? Yeah, it has huge. to fit a baseball field. So this thing is uh, whatever. We don't think. I mean, it they anymore, ha- but, and, and they yeah. have they have so many banners in there already. They they could have probably for their twenty seven rings or whatever. You'd think I'd know because stupid Yankees fans scream it at every single person all the time, even though they haven't won one forever. Uh, just like Forty ers fans are like five rings, and you're like, come on, man, you you weren't even born when they won their last ring. Yeah. But yeah, they need a bigger banner. New York City FC. I, I mean, it made me kind of feel bad for them. But then I remember that they have dude wipes on their arms. And, and then I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but I, of course, was, Hair, hairy ass wipes. I was rooting for New York City FC. So uh, in that in that MLS Cup final. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone, all real good people should have been. Yeah. Because Portland was playing. If you weren't, if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we shift it? Talk Austin. Let's get back to let's get back to my all right, all right, all right. Yeah, that game. I mean, here I'm going to say this first off. I listened to most of it rather than watched it because I was driving from Portland to Seattle. But uh, that was kind of a frustrating match. 
Yeah, and that was obviously we had um, like one in our minds watching leg two, right? So a one-one game there is not this one. We had the lead. Yeah, yep. we had multiple opportunities, and my boy Chu, I love Leo Chu, but come on, he's, he's got to make that. He's got to make that shot, right? Sit. He's had a few that just. He knows in that know. first game against Nashville, I think he had the best shot of the game and he didn't even score on it, but it, it went like one inch over the crossbar. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that was a goal. But yeah, and, and, and you know, we're seeing more missed chances from Rusnak too. And I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like he's getting putting more and more pressure on himself every game. It's got to be. I mean, and as, as he should be. Yeah, but it's not helping gotta- him mentally, right? Like it seems like he's in his head when the ball comes to his feet and he's about to shoot. There's enough support in that locker room in that front office. Uh, I'm sure in his, he's a professional baller, right? No, he'll, he'll, I have like, no doubt that he'll come. He's going to score that goal. And as soon as he scores one, the floodgates are going to open, but uh, he's still getting some great passes in. I could let him borrow my Mamba mentality book. <laughs> I have that here somewhere. But uh, no, yeah, he's be- he better be putting pressure on himself as he as he should be. But I mean, he's still performing. I think he's over ninety percent passing. Yeah, his for passing. MLS competitions. I don't know. I don't know. In addition to CCLD, uh, even our Sounders site because it's linked with MLS um, doesn't like you can look at our stats for our club and then you, for regular season. But then when you click on CCL, because I wanted to see our team for that, it's everyone that's played in CCL. I'm like, come on. So I wanted to see what his passing percentage, which is obviously key for his position uh to make sure he's getting across and, and a lot of a lot of them are in the uh, attacking half too so he's 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 playing really well he's not finishing no that's it he's he's not getting assists he's not finishing but he's moving the offense and that's i think um not all i mean it's not all his fault we're not scoring because other players are missing sitters you know, like we just said with Leo Chu, Will Bruin got his though. Yeah, we'll get to that did. in a second, but he, he did. But, but yeah, Russ Rusnak. I, I I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see his first goal. It just needs to happen soon. Uh, interestingly, Leon had the best. Uh, they they had two thousand and sixty six matches or pa- passes. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> two thousand mid season form. <laughs> two thousand and sixty six passes in their what four games is that right yeah and uh had a 92% uh pass effectiveness what is pass effectiveness uh completion percentage i'm sure okay uh, i'm watching well, I'm on the concacaf site which i believe is not usually in english so this is the translated english version oh i hear you well i guess yeah if you didn't complete the pass it wouldn't be very effective no. so <laughs> go with go with that yeah so so Damn. yeah okay. i mean they uh they Rusnek is good as the entire uh, Leon team, yeah, no, Leon. I mean, that's great though. On Leon, usually it's a much, much worse than that. So, um, but uh, you know, I think part of that is we sat back once we had the lead in, in yeah. both games, and then would just counterattack when necessary. You know, yeah, it's a, a loaded stat. You want to talk about ruin? Dancing Bear? Yeah, nice. Uh, they said on the broadcast that he didn't like that nickname. Um, and I wonder if that's true, because it makes me sad. But we're, I still want to call him that, because it's such a cute name. Well, didn't he, or doesn't he do something with O'Shan? Like a, he does a pod with it called Bear With Us. Oh, I don't know. So, 
I don't know. We're gonna keep calling him Dancing Bear until he he comes on our show and says, "Don't don't call me that, please." How's your math? How's okay. your math? Um, because uh, oh, here it is. Pass accuracy is eighty uh, percent for uh, Rusnak in CCL. He has so it's eighty six. Yeah. I think he is ninety two percent. Yeah, I mean it would depend on total passes, right? Yeah, but just roughly. Yeah, yeah. he had one hundred fourteen passes, ninety one correct. But remember. Uh, the Nashville game, he had some bad passes because of weather, so that's knocking his numbers down a little bit. And then um, the f- that first match down there, we just looked bad uh, in the the first round. So Motagua. that probably hurt his passing stats as well. But still, eighty percent passing percentage is, is I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Sorry to take yeah. it back to CCL, but I thought it was an important stat to mention. So uh, yeah, Absolutely. Bill Bruin scored a goal. He's- and he's been needing it. I mean, with injuries the last couple of years, yeah. and I'm just and that dude is yay. awesome. Like he came to an alliance council meeting, and is just so nice and so friendly. And he is just a really good dude. I mean, the same same say same thing about Christian. So it's just really fun to see players like that who are good people also succeed on the field. Yeah, I love that we're a team that have. I can't think of a bad person. And we had a annoying or, I mean, other teams might say like Ozzy's a villain, but he's not, you know? Not for us. I mean, I think yeah. uh, there, there's a few players that I would have some quibbles with, but uh, I'm going to leave that for off the mic because I, I cannot reveal the reasons why I have some quibbles. Uh, sorry, listeners. Daddy and Daddy will lock the bedroom door and talk later. Yeah, this yeah. so over. If you want to know more, you can join the Alliance Council by getting 25 votes for yourself and uh, come on the council and you get to hear the inside scoop. And it wasn't, there's not bad people. It's just, you know, some players are prima donnas and, uh, you know, or I mean, I heard a story about a player on our team who uh, started, uh, had a little bit of white privilege going on and, was kind of snarky to Ozzy one time. This was outside of Alliance Council stuff, so this is someone else who told me, and uh, so that that kind of annoyed me as well. Uh, because yeah, GTFO, I, I will I will fight to the death for Ozzy. I think all we all would. I love Ozzy. Yeah. So we go up one nothing, go into the half uh, with that score. Right? Probably again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same thing again. And then we just, it seemed like we couldn't string a lot of passes together and we were having trouble absorbing the pressure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe fatigue came into play. I mean, that's true. I mean, we got a point on the road a couple of days after being in Mexico. Yeah. Right. After a string of more compact games. I mean, we're MLS power ranking number two because of this reason. Right. And we so were, we're getting, we got a result. Right. Getting, getting yeah. a result is huge. I mean, that's something we really, we needed uh, winning, or we need to win at home and tie on the road. That's what you do, right? Like if you win on the road, great. But really, just getting that point, especially the way Austin's been playing this year, they've been looking better. Uh, they had twenty-one shots <sighs> with eight on target, eight on target, and they had uh, what nine corners? It felt like twenty, but they had nine corners. So. It, so st- the other staff had seven saves then? Uh, I think, well, they had eight on shots on target. I feel like he had seven saves, though, so I wonder if one hit the post. But uh, well, he had... Well, one went in. Oh, one went in, <laughs> duh. That was the other one. Yeah. yeah. No, Steph had seven saves, which uh, I think uh, other Steph 
our main step has only 10 saves the whole the whole MLS season because there was five in the first two matches and the five in the last match. So yeah. he had almost as many in one match as as Steph's had the whole season. Huh. They were they were they were dangerous. They were pushing it at us and we just you know, they had an 87% pass accuracy. Uh we only had 79%. They had way more passes than us. They had 539 passes. We only had 352. They had 61% of possession. Uh, we did get 14 shots, which is good for us, I feel like, except for the Leon match uh, at home. Oh, no, not the Leon match, the, the last round, the Motagua match at home. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't always get a lot of shots. We just make the most of the shots we do. Yeah, like six, seven. <laughs> right. But we, maybe we did three on target. Yeah. We got 14 in this match, only four on target. So we were reaching. But, uh, you know, two yellow cards, that's that's always worrying down the road as we have players that'll have to face suspensions. But Who hit those? Do you know who hit him? Uh, who got the yellows? Who got the yellows? Uh, that would mm-hmm. be Reagan and Roldan, Alex. So uh, our defenders have gotten a bunch this year. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was good, though. I mean, you you had some some good subs come on. You saw Jordan and Freddie and Kellen and uh, A.B. Sissoko. That was cool. But most yeah. importantly, Josh Atencio came on and got his first minutes of the season. Welcome back, back, kid. Injury. Like, he last year is what Obit is this year, right? Imagine how set we're going to be moving forward when you have – I mean, obviously, we want JP to stick around. But when you right. have Atencio and Obed back there as center defensive mids, like, woo. And they're – so Atencio is probably like 18 now. Right. Yeah, something like that. I, I lose track. Twenty. He's not in his twenties. No, I think that's no. that's all that matters. Yeah. So we have two studs. I mean, Spencer was joking. He better have been joking about Leon signing Obed. I think, <laughs> but I think he knows that Obed's time here isn't long. I mean, but, yeah, Obed is going to be a Yedlin style player that is so good that someone's going to come take him away from us by offering more money than we could dream of for him. And at that point, you've got to let him go for a couple of reasons. One, it's that kind of money that that helps us build up facilities and uh, just and do all sorts of different things within the club. And two, if you can show other players, you can come to us and then we'll be able to sell you over to like teams in Europe or high teams somewhere else. Like they're going to want to come play for us, right? Because they're seeing, like look at Dallas. They keep selling their players. They're not that great as a team, but their players keep making it over to Europe, and now young players are going to want to be in their system because they know that that is a pathway straight into European soccer. Well, and that's the only way FC Dallas is making any money anyway. That's true. That's, <laughs> that is a true. Thousand, a thousand people going each game. Josh's that's, birthday that's, is that's in- easy, yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> when we travel down there? Josh's birthday is in January, so he just turned 20. Oh, okay. So he's old now. Never mind. Oh, yeah, <laughs> his career—he's washed up. His, washed his career up. is done. Twenty years old. Yeah, go sit next to Andy Rose. Start coaching. <laughs> oh, it is great to see Andy Rose back there, and it, I think it really says yeah. something about our org that players keep coming back. Because uh, think about how much money you make as a player than how much money you make as a coach. He could have kept playing. Well, he's probably making more money than Freddie Montero. Uh, no, I doubt it. <laughs> no, I'm jo- well. I'm being. I'm joking, but Freddie yeah. is making like almost nothing comparatively. Right, but he's probably to what he's. He's probably still value. making a ton more than Andy Rose as the the fourth string coach. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, but yeah, yeah no, it's great. Attention goes back, and um, hopefully, we'll get regular minutes. He is actually, according to transfer market, at his highest value ever right now. 
at 880,000. Natencio? Yeah. Damn. So that's He's almost a million dollar baby. Yeah, I mean obviously we would I mean a lot of that's potential, right? But mm-hmm. we would definitely obviously. want that. I mean, which is funny cuz Obed right now the transfer market only lists as 193,000, but I guarantee you that's going to be shooting up soon considering all the minutes he's getting. No, legit. And he's under contract till 2025, so we've got a little more time with Obed. Also, we might not be able, right we might not be able to sell players until they're 18. I don't know the rules on that. No, you definitely can sell them younger, but there's all those transfer restriction rules and academies in Europe and, and parents. And parents. <laughs> and parents. I think that's pretty important. I think his parents are in Alaska. So they brought him at 14 instead of 16. Usually they don't bring in youth players until they're 16, but uh, I guess he looks so good that they brought him in at 14. Yeah, well, good for him, man. Yeah, and it shows. Like, I think his time with the, the U.S. U20s is going to make him an even better player. Oh, for sure. So is he? So he's going to camp with them. Yeah, he's been called into camp. So wouldn't you, doesn't that mean you declared? You can't nope. play. Not... You can play as a youth player. You don't declare until you play for the senior team. Oh, so yeah. Okay. He could play his entire youth career there, but as soon as he plays, he's not cap locked until he plays in a FIFA sanctioned event at the. At send, the him, send him down to Mexico, right? Get him on that. <laughs> Get him on the roster in Mexico. Yeah. No, it's like Steve, you know, he... Steve Zakawani played one game for Congo in Paris, but it was a, um, it was not a FIFA sanctioned friendly. And so he wasn't cap tied to Congo and had every intention mm-hmm. of being a USA player, but then, uh, broke his leg for him. Poor Stevie. Still a baller though. Love him. I love that he's back. Stevie's the best, and I guess he was on the radio broadcast for Sounders versus Leon, but I did not, uh, I couldn't figure out what station it was on because uh, March Madness is happening, and so it's on the internet somewhere, and everything's weird with KGR as they move to FM and all that. Yeah, I mean, I love him. I mean, we're getting a little off a tangent, but you mentioned it. I, I mean, he bounces between the TV broadcast with Keith and, and, oh, yeah. and Keller um, and radio, and I, I love, I love listening to him. Well, they only have one. Uh, they actually only have one broadcast now uh, for both. They let uh, Matt Johnson go, so it's just Keith on both TV and radio. But when it's a national uh, TV broadcast, they're on ra- they're on radio too. Oh, so I wanted well, to listen to the, the local broadcast of it, but couldn't couldn't make it happen. Next time, I'll just hit up Jackson and say, "Tell me how to do this." Well, um, let's wrap up the Austin. So, yeah, second half sucked. Um, just just to watch, right? Yeah. We gave up a goal. Probably could have walked away with three if we had finished. Well, probably if we finished more, we would have walked away with three. Um, that's what makes it, I think, a a pooper, a pooper of a match. But we we got a point. We got a break right now. Yeah, we we can breathe. We can rest. We can recover. You know, Rui Diaz needs that. I mean, traveled down to Mexico, but had nothing to do with the Austin game, which I thought was kind of interesting. I w- I'm wondering if almost that was like a, hey, we're bringing Rui Diaz down to Mexico. He might play yeah, for to screw with them a little I mean, bit. He certainly celebrated with the team. He played. He, played he, yeah. had, his, he had his shirt off and he, in the, yeah. in the celebration picture. It's like, man, you didn't even exercise out there. You're not all sweaty. You don't need to take your shirt off. And he was all like, Argh. yeah, check the tats out, bro. I mean, Steph turns around. I mean, let's let's be fair. If you or I had the uh, bodies of those soccer players, we probably would just walk around with our shirts off everywhere too. 
Oh, 100 percent. Just walking down the street like, "What's up, everybody? I'm a bro I'd make, now." I'd make myself a banner. <laughs> what would it say? I don't know, best abs. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't... <laughs> what What does the NYC banner say? I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I could tell you it's so tiny in a way. It's like yeah. an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper on the far side mm. of the stadium. So I actually have no idea. Exactly. All right, so I guess we'll we'll start to bring it into port here. Um, how do you how do you feel going forward? I, I mean, think I, we have eight games in our back pocket. Do you, kind of been up and down, right, in terms yeah. of our both efficiency, but there have been reasons, explanations, not excuses, but you know, viable reasons why we saw what we saw in each match. So I I don't I don't think I, I can agree with MLS power rankings right now. I'm really confident about our team. Yeah, my my worry is just that these injuries, if we can't figure them out, uh, I don't know how long we can sustain this. We sustained it most of last year, but then we saw at the end it it came back to bite us in the butt, and we 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 basically what we're a point away from locking down the one seed and and then put it out, put it yeah. So I mean, and we've seen that happen before. So uh, I think we just need to. There's going to be ups and downs in any season, but I would love to see us get some big wins uh, here. Uh, moving forward and and the, unfortunately the game i was really hoping for us to pick up some good points maybe not unfortunately fortunately but it got moved so cincinnati isn't coming up soon it's it's getting moved to later in the season because of champions league so uh there goes that three points but of course never count on three points knock on wood all right well let's talk about a little bit of the pick em. yeah we got our, our pick em league going on right now let me pull it up Look in the show notes. If you want to join, you should. We're going to give away $100 to the winner at the end of the season. People are forgetting, just like Cameron himself, to put yeah. their picks in each week. So it's up and down, up and down. But I'll list off our leader of the pack right now. We have Sumpton Bruin with 29 points. Parsnips with a close 27. Judders, 25 points. Benthi Cinco. Yours truly, Poop Dollar. 23 points. Seattle Grendel's DJ Grendel. Cameron, you have 15, tied with our buddy Jackson's Lovable Losers. Fitting, fitting. Huh? I said it's fitting that Jackson and I are tied. Oh, okay. I thought you said something with an SH. Nope. I've already sworn enough to edit. I don't want to do more. You don't need to edit that part. Nope. I'm saying it's fitting. Jackson and I uh, tied and uh, hopefully going to make Tied at the hip. Yep. We got Dragon Pig, who missed the first week, and he's picking up some points. He actually, uh, for this last round, this last weekend, was tied for second in the most points. Nice. The, the most correct picks. Yours truly, Poop Dolly, had six, the most. But yeah, so you can join right now, and you can catch up. What about and I want some tacos? I need a haircut. You didn't mention I'm get, I'm getting there. Oh, I almost haircut. forgot, just yeah. like they almost forgot, I again, mean, have to put their picks in. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so you need to you need to poke that person. Yep, I want some tacos. I need a haircut. Eight points, which actually they were like one of the best picks, uh, best yeah. best results in the first week. So wake up, friend. Yeah, that's cool. I think uh, I have no doubt based on skill that I want some tacos is probably okay. going to end up winning in the end anyway. Oh, so it's probably just he's giving us a head start. Yeah, just let you know it's it's like. Uh, you know, some of those races where you let the cars go first and then the people start later and then just zoom past them the old school way. 
The old school way, yeah. Sound like a true F1 fan. Yeah. You know, those races where they zoom zoom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's, I, I, do you do you agree we should do a bonus? A bonus yeah, pick, let's, let's which add is only three matches this week. I mean, we so. need to make sure people get it out there. I think it should be a, um, yeah, we should, I think we should. But let's make sure okay. that everyone knows if you're listening to this podcast or uh, let's get those emails out there too because, like, I've already put my picks in, so I'm going to have to re-enter. Oh, yeah, no, I'll send just a bonus form. Yeah, cool. It'll be its own little side thing. Perfect. And score on site. So I can add points. So let's say, let's say, what do we, should we do? Go crazy and say 10 points <laughs> bonus. I mean, current current players can do it. So it's, it's fair. All's fair. Let's do something small. I mean, granted, 10 points. Would be 100. Great. 10 points would be great for me because I could then move back up to the front. But uh, let, let's go with something like two points. Let's make it just. It's, like, it's a score prediction. It's not oh, who's going to win or lose. Too? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Five. We're not just going to add one more match to a three match weekend. Let's add some juice to this. Let's do five points. Okay. We'll go five. Five, I think, is fair. Bad negotiator. <laughs> $100 million. I teach a class okay. on negotiation. <laughs> well, I can't afford it. So, <laughs> all right. So we'll do five points if you correctly predict the USA versus Mexico match. That game is in two days. So I'm going to send that form out tomorrow. You can do it tomorrow night. And I they're all time stamped. So if you do get your contact form in to join the league, in the show descriptions down below, unless you're holding your phone upside down. So I'll get that. I'll get that sent out to everybody, and uh, add some juice to the fire. All right, man. Let's pull it into port. Where can we find you on Twitter, Cameron? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Legal Minded Punk. And where can you find I don't your- do Instagram. Yeah, I think I, I think I have one, but I don't do it. Just on Twitter at Aaron Lingley. A A R O N L I N G L E Y. And of course, we want to big, send a big shout out to our homie Mick Schumacher, whose birthday was yesterday. Shout out, man. Happy birthday. Oh, F1, everyone. All righty. We're going to end the recording. Have a great night. Now we're going to talk F1. Bye, everybody. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.